2: In the air, everywhere, and a happy Sunday, the final day of the NFL regular season. Had a couple of NFL games on Saturday, but today, this the seventh day of the great month of January 2024, we're hanging out, Ben Maller, Danny G Radio, as we schmooze Every single day, you hear me on the Ben Maller Show overnights on Fox Sports Radio. And on the weekends, I come in here and hang out with Danny G, who you hear on with Covino and Rich during the week, during the day on Fox Sports Radio. And so we co-mingle here on the weekends. And we mentioned yesterday how there's like dopey holidays every day and I saw today's dopey holidays, Danny, are Harlem Globetrotters Day. Do you ever see the Harlem Globetrotters? Have you ever seen a show for the for the trotters? Only on TV when I was a kid. Yeah. My my parents took me to one at the Anaheim Convention Center, and I thought these guys were magicians. I I was a child. I had no idea. Like, these are the most amazing play- Why are these guys not in the NBA? These guys are amazing. Like, this is like <laughs> Metal, Lark, Lemon, and I was like, these guys. Uh, the beginnings of a sports nerd. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, every trick shot, it was wild. It's National Bobblehead Day. See, we're old. We remember when bobbleheads all had the same body and they mostly had the same heads, but it, you'd have like the Atlanta Braves mascot or the Cleveland Indians mascot had the really um what now
3: the wokesters would say offensive head. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know. And there were only two nationalities back in the day.
2: Yes, that's all that's all they had. That's all that was available for <laughs> per- Bobblehead. I remember the the Rangers bobblehead. The old Rangers bobblehead had like a cowboy hat on. I remember that. But most of them were pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Those old old bobbleheads. All right. Uh, enough of those dopey holidays. So on this the the Sunday pod, we will get to the mailbag. We're going to work our way to the mailbag. We've got open the door. Open the door. You're a hack. And a little pop goes the culture, and we'll get to the mailbag as well. But open the door. So they follow-up, a podcast exclusive, podcast exclusive, follow-up to a story that we had mentioned on the overnight show uh, the, the other night. You heard this play out live on radio, but now you are about to hear, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. So I try to have an open-door policy. We went several years where we weren't allowed to have anyone in studio. I wasn't even in studio. I was doing the show from, from a remote location. And so- now that things are back to normal, we're inviting listeners back. We've had Sean the Hood guy, Inca Terror, uh, Sean from Arizona, from Phoenix has stopped by. Hi, Eddie. All those guys. So I, I got an email this week from a guy named Chris. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm a fan. I, uh, he was all excited because he had driven past a street sign on Interstate 5 that had said Saddleback College. And he's like, that's cool. That's where you went to school. You know, it's like, you know, he's a big fan of the show. And let me give you the backstory. This. So, the this is a global exclusive, as I said. So, Chris lives in North Carolina. He works in IT. He's from Wisconsin, from the Milwaukee area. And he has been a fan for about 10 years, but he's not a caller. Not a caller. He's on social media, but he's not like on there all the time. He does IT stuff. So, he's got a regular day job and he, listens to the podcast, and um, he'll email me every once in a while and usually try to bust my balls and you know, annoy me. But he's emailed me off and on for years, and he's posts stuff about the show on social media. So he's a big fan of the show. And I su- I was like, hey, listen, the guy's in town. He's in the area. Why not have him stop by and hang out? And so I, I, I said, he, he emailed me to say that he had seen the sense. I was like, listen, just email Coop. Let him know you're going to be there. And I told him when to show up. I gave him the address. I said, that's it. But well, I didn't realize the guy was staying in La Jolla. He wasn't even staying in LA. He was in, you know, La Jolla, in San Diego. Uh, but he's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be there. I'll drive up. You know, I, I'd love to meet everybody. And so, okay, we're on. So he emails Coop. I like, okay, he'll come by. And then we get to the studio, I'm doing the show, and it was around the time, and then he was supposed to be there, and I, and I didn't see him, And then, so I went out, I looked in the courtyard, I didn't see him. So I go back, I'm like, well, maybe he canceled, just a long drive, a, well, maybe he just canceled. So then Coop comes in about 30 minutes later and says, I keep getting this email from this guy, and he wants to come in. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him in. Yeah, There's no, uh, I know, I know who the guy. Is. And uh, and Coop was a little concerned because he didn't know he, he the guy is not a caller, right? So he didn't interact with Coop. He interacted with me, and so I was like, open the door, right? And Coop didn't want to let him in. So then I went out. I tried to find him again. So this is not my second time outside. I couldn't find him. So then I have to, I go on my email. I email him. I said, listen, here's where you need to go. Uh, this is the exact door. I'll let you in at. So then we had this conversation on the air. We're going back and forth. And um, and Eddie, uh, Eddie's like kind of in agreement. And then I explained the guy had driven from far away. And he's a big fan of the show. And then so Ed, we convinced Eddie to kind of go out and check him out to make sure he was all right. Because I was on the air. And so eventually it worked out. Uh, the guy's name's Chris. Good guy. And uh, we were able to. to to work out and eventually open the door. Uh, It did happen. And not only that, this is how quickly Coop and Iowa Sam changed Danny G. Oh, he must've
3: brought food.
2: Yeah. brought donuts (laughs) (laughs) and and, and not just donuts. Chris
3: went to like this really cool, famous. Oh, I saw the leftover. There were a couple leftover when I got there on Thursday afternoon.
2: Yes, yes. So he had gone to this bougie donut shop in L.A. That is, he looked. He did research on the internet. Like he's like, this is like one of the top donut shops. And so he brought those in. And yeah,
3: they put like Fruit Loops on top of donuts.
2: Yeah, like bacon, Fruit Loops, all kinds of interesting things you would not normally see on a donut. And it was, you know, it was was great. I didn't eat any. I took a couple home to eat later, which I did eat. They were really good. Not as good as if I eaten them fresh. Um, so so that was open the
3: door. Funny, because when I got to work Thursday afternoon for Covino and Rich, Jason Stewart, the producer of Doug Gottlieb, showed me the box and offered me a donut. I thought they were from him. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah.
2: I, yeah. hey. I, I, I didn't realize there were that many left because because Eddie was eating a bunch and Coop and Sam were eating them. And I took a couple. So there must have he must have brought a ton of donuts then.
3: And it, this was right before I had broken my streak with your peanut brittle. Oh, no. Because I told Jay Stu, I said, no, nah, man, I haven't had the dessert in like 13 weeks. And he's like, you're kidding me. No, those donuts don't even look good to me. A.K.A. I'm going to walk back to my backpack and eat more of the peanut brittle. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? If you're
2: going to eat a donut, you got to eat it. Pretty quick. Otherwise, like it's the same thing with fast food. Like every minute that goes by with fast food, it gets worse than donuts. There's like a sweet spot within an hour and a half you can eat.
3: Yeah. Them. Yeah. They were stale. Lorena said, oh, my God, the one I ate was stale and I still ate it. Yeah, because it's a donut. And it's free and she's in radio. and Yeah. That's kind of how that works. Uh, so you are a
2: hack. The other day, and Benny versus the Penny is airing more today. So check that out on regional cable television distributed by NBC, Benny versus the penny, the TV show. But after the taping of the TV show with Looney Tunes. So I, I get a message on my phone and it's like, it's this weird direct message from a fellow Fox sports radio shows account, which is out of context and makes no sense. So I was like, whatever, and I ignore it. I I mostly look at Instagram, um, I, I look at like uh different recipes because I'm like a middle-aged woman, I guess. I look at recipes. So um it didn't make a sense, but whatever, I forgot about it. So then I went and and before I got ready for bed, I was like, I checked, I always check the email one last time to see what's going on. So I checked the email and I um I'm looking around and uh I, I get this message from from Instagram It says you have to you have to verify your account. There's a new login uh from a city that i don't live in and nobody i know lives in and i'm like oh okay so this is you need to secure your account so i click the button to secure the instagram account and then it has a number it's going to say all right there's a text message you know how these things work they send a text message i'm fine whatever and then i look at the number and i'm like that's not my number (laughs) like wait a minute that's not my phone number and then I realized that account had been set up by Elijah and the IT guys at Fox Sports Radio. So,
3: ah, uh, okay.
2: So then I have to text Elijah, and I have to be like, "Hey, uh, what's uh, you know what's what's going on with this?" You know, and and then I didn't know if he was busy or you know doing stuff with some of the other shows and whatnot. You know, I was like oh, I'm not sure. And but anyway, he he did uh, did eventually respond. Did eventually respond, and then I, I was not only texting him, uh, but uh, uh, Seager, Right? Is it Seeger? Am I saying that right? Am I saying his name
3: right? Soger, Soger, so- Soger,
2: Soger. So- yeah.
3: yeah. When he first got hired, they're like, "Think of soccer when you say his name." Oh, soger. Yeah.
2: I mispronounced
3: his name a so- Fellow, fellow Raiders fan. He's a very cool dude. Oh, I love Soger. Yeah. He. I,
2: in fact, he was at the holiday party. That's how much I love him. He was at the ugly sweater party. Oh, nice. I guess I didn't even know how to pronounce his name, he, but he didn't correct me. Soger. All right. Uh, anyway, so I, I messaged him. Eventually, it was a. L- I stayed up for like an extra hour. We were going back and forth. I had to do this like facial recognition video to Instagram, and then that didn't work. And then uh, so then I was like texting Elijah to text me the code so I could type the code in, and we eventually got it. Settled, uh, settled, so uh, you're a hack. and Maybe you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you are the person that hacked into the Instagram account, you're not a good hacker because you didn't
1: change anything, and you're a schmuck. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
2: Goes the culture and strike up the band. Is Ohio Al ready to go? Is he there? Boom, boom,
3: boom.
1: Pop, 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 pop,
2: pop, uh, what's on pop culture? We'll do a few of these. I don't want to go too long on pop culture uh, because we got the mail bags. Uh, study has revealed the most expensive and the least expensive states for fast food. Fast food. You see this? It's a good story, a decent story. right? It's uh, happened recently. What do you think the most expensive in the in the United States, all fifty states? What is the most expensive location? for fast food which is based on these numbers uh they are 18% 18.29% more expensive than the average price of fast food.
3: It's got to be New York, right? No. Believe no. it or not it is not. It is uh
2: Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, wow. Yeah, Anchorage, Alaska is the most
3: expensive for fast food and Honolulu, Hawaii. I should have known Hawaii cuz I've eaten at a fast food place there and we're like holy crap.
2: Yeah, it's it's ridiculous uh the top three are Anchorage Alaska Honolulu Hawaii Fairbanks Alaska what do you think number four is on all this' be California uh it is in California which city in California uh Westlake Village uh kind okay, I'll give it to you Los Angeles okay Los Angeles has Part the of four, LA. Four, yeah fourth most expensive fast food in California. The entire United States, according to this recent study that was done, followed by, for some reason, Edmond, Oklahoma. Why would Edmond, Oklahoma have expensive fast food? That's weird. And New York didn't even make the top five? It is not in the top five. New York is number nine, though. They are in the top ten. Uh, Oklahoma's the outlier. All the other ones are either in Hawaii, Alaska, California. There's a lot in in Washington state. Seattle, Tacoma, Bellevue, which is not far from Seattle.
3: That must be like the the wealthy neighborhood in Oklahoma. Yeah. It's like all the mansions are there in the state. I I don't
2: yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean maybe it's like a big stop on the way in between Texas and Oklahoma City or something maybe like they could charge a lot, but it seems rather somebody from that area needs
3: to let us know.
2: Yeah, let us, if you're in Oklahoma We got Kyrie, who's in Oklahoma City, who listens to the podcast. He's emailed us every once in a while. Yeah, give us a heads up on that because you're more expensive than New York City for fast food. That makes no sense. Now, the least expensive, what do you think? The least expensive fast food. Same
3: Uh, food. uh, Let's say
2: Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas. Uh, No, Dallas is pretty cheap. They're number four. Houston is number five on the cheap category. The cheapest fast food. I'll give you the top three. Number three, Parkersburg, West Virginia. They're about 11%, 11%, a little more than that, cheaper than everyone else. Wheeling, West Virginia.
3: Oh, yeah. Wheeling. Oh, who was our regular caller from Wheeling? Oh, uh, what
2: was it? Radio name? Rich. Radio Rich. That's right. Radio Rich from Wheeling, West Virginia. What happened to Radio Rich? I, I don't know. I, maybe I hope he's still around. If anybody's heard Radio Rich call the show, let us know. But he was in kind of poor health. I don't know if anything happened, but he, he used yeah. to call in. Uh, and the cheapest Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Okay. They are twelve point one percent cheaper than everyone else. Everyone else. And there's ISS
3: ISS ISS Yeah, it's like
2: all the the cheap the cheapest state. Overall is Texas, but it's all in the South. Like the cheap food is in the South. And then the upper Midwest, that's pretty reasonable, but not, you know, like Wisconsin's pretty much on average. And a lot of the more expensive places are on the coast. They can, and and Alaska and Hawaii are by far the most uh, overall. So there you go. Fun fact, fun fact about the most and least expensive fast food. Well, I'm not a chess guy. Maybe we should talk more chess On the podcast and on radio, because yet again, there has been a second chess scandal involving a sex toy. It has happened. Remember the story a couple years ago, Danny, the guy that was accused of having a uh, certain device shoved up a certain part of his body to indicate what was going on? I wish I didn't remember that story. It has happened again, this time in China. Uh, The Chinese Chess Association announced uh, this week that it has banned Yan Chenglong from, uh, he had recently won the national title. Uh, He gave some title in Chinese tennis, but uh, Yan allegedly clenched and unclenched rhythmically to communicate. This is is crazy. (laughs) I'm reading this right outside a news story. Okay. So he rhythmically communicate information by clenching and unclenching You can use your imagination uh, about the chessboard via code to a computer, which then sent back instructions on what moves to make in the form of vibrations back
3: in the, you know, what the, uh, the tushy pushy. Uh, yeah. You think that you have to practice with those butt muscles ahead of time?
2: What, what what are you like? Uh, do you buy it on Amazon? You're like, I need some anal beads, some vibrating anal beads, is what I need to win a chess tournament. Oh my <laughs> God, unreal, man. <laughs> I did. I had no idea that was that competitive in chess. I had no, no concept that it was that competitive. That's that's wild to me. That's absolutely. Two, can't two,
3: wait two. for the queen's gambit too. <laughs>
2: Uh, what else is on Pop Goes the uh, Culture? Well, this is a totally different uh, competition. A 13-year-old child has become the first person to beat Tetris on uh, on NES uh, more than 30 years after its release. No one had been able to win Tetris, and a 13-year-old kid was able to, to crack the code. It's pretty cool, right?
3: Crazy. Yeah, I... I just got a Switch recently, and so I've been playing some old-school Nintendo games.
2: According to TechSpot, I'm not sure what that is, but apparently they know all about this, Uh, the the kid named Willis Gibson, 13-year-old Tetris Pro, became the first person recently to achieve what the community considered a true skill screen after making it all the way to level 157 before causing the game to crash a feat that no one else before him had ever managed to
3: achieve that is insane yeah. I downloaded 96 Tetris 1996 famous version and I swear to God I suck so bad I probably got like three or four levels in how did he what did he do 157 on level 157 that caused the game the the game
2: crashed that he got all the way to the end of it crashed
3: what the? Yeah. Those are like those kids we knew or saw doing the Rubik's Cube when we were little kids. And oh, could yeah, 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 yeah. Solve that thing in a couple of minutes. Like, how? what the, the? I swear, you're like Rain Man if you can do stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know what to make of
2: this Cat Williams thing. Did you guys talk about it on Covino and Rich? He did an interview with Shannon Sharp.
3: Yeah, a little bit because of the back and forth with Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, like he was
2: after everybody, right? He was
3: just ripping. Oh yeah, oh he had a he had a hit list.
2: Yeah, he t- uh, also went after uh, Diddy, right? Uh, Joe Rogan, uh, Steve Harvey, I think was also uh, mentioned. There. Yeah,
3: Steve Harvey was the other one who made headlines. Yeah, uh, he, Cat Williams.
2: He, I mean, he he was equal opportunity. He wasn't just like white guys or black guys. He was after everybody.
3: He, as you said, he had a hit list, right? Yeah, it makes for great radio.
2: Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, it, it reminded me of, like, Musburger talking about what happened to Gruden. Like, Kat, it, he went in there with a, it was like a professional hit job. He was like a paid assassin. Oh, stop. Kiss my ass, you f Yeah, he, he, he had an agenda, and he went for it. All right, let's get to the mailbag, mailbag, mailbag. Here we go, here we go. It's in the bag. Thanks, Ohio Al, or the tunes, and these are actual letters by actual listeners. I didn't post this week on Insta. I didn't post on Facebook, Danny, and I just like, I want to see if people would still send stuff in. They did. We got tons of mail. So maybe I don't even have to post, but I'll still probably post most of the time. But this week, I was like, eh. Yeah, I was like, let's just do a test. Either that or I forgot to post. Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. One of those two things. Uh, e- either one. Barry from South Carolina writes in and says, yo, yo, ma. Fanny and Danny G, uh, on one of the first mailbag shows you did like five years ago, I asked a question about your least favorite game you played. Uh, you said coach, player, entertainer, and that was, that has now been replaced by the Maller Militia Feud. You also said if anyone had an idea for a game to suggest one. Well, it has taken only f- five years, but uh, Barry has emailed back with an idea. He says the idea for the new Maller game show is a sports version of the $100,000 Pyramid. He says, I think Factor Fiction would be a good choice for being replaced by this, but you can just give this a test run in a segment uh, as a a special game and decide if it it works. I think it would be hilarious as a game uh, for your show. Uh, What do you you think? Uh, He says, Michael Strahan hosts that show now apparently. Yeah, I've watched it. Uh, you know, I, I haven't watched it in a while, though, Barry, to be honest, so I have to go back and check out an episode and try to think in my head how we would do that logistically and how, many, how much work would be involved. That's always the big thing, right, Danny, how much work? You know, we have, a, we have a very hard working
3: yeah. staff of producers. There's time constraints. There's only so much time Coop can prepare that night's game during that show.
2: <laughs> it's uh it's very hard you know it's very hard barry to, to you know so as long as you can do it rather quickly that might be the way to do it uh, so i will check that out hundred thousand
1: dollar period we'd have to we'd have to come up with a Maller name for it uh but thank you for that
0: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com with Amex. This
4: is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house.
2: uh, ben and Danny G, back uh, to the uh, "Would You Rather" game. Would you rather have a wet sock or a rock in your shoe while wearing uh, the shoe? Uh, now, neither one of these is good. I've had, we've all had both, right? But there yeah. are a few. I, I, I would take the wet sock
3: because a pebble in the what? Shoe, no, I no, would. No, no, no. I, I would. I would. The, the sock is where your body's power and heat comes from that's why people who don't wear socks to bed in the winter are robots moron there's no way you're not getting sick if you're lounging around with no socks on in the middle of the freezing winter
2: well i do not i'm a robot i don't wear socks in the in the winter i don't but but here's a famous quote this is one of the all-time great muhammad ali quotes and he said, it's the mountain ahead to climb that wears you out, but it's the pebble. It's, oh, he said, it's not the mountain ahead that, that that wears you out. It's the pebble in your shoe.
3: I think you did. just made that up.
2: No, I did Look it up. <laughs> ah, that's a famous. I'll give you the exact quote. It isn't the mountains ahead to climb that wear you out. Muhammad Ali said, it's the pebble in your shoe. The pebble in your shoe. And. And I agree because I have had like a little rock, a little piece of a rock, uh, Nick in Wisconsin and Danny. I've had that in my shoe and it is so freaking annoying. And every step you take, like the wet sock thing sucks and it's not comfortable, but it's the lesser. To me, it's the lesser of two evils. my list, not yours. It's my answer to the would you rather game from Nick. So I'm going with the wet sock. You're going with um, the, the rock, huh?
3: Eh. Yeah, there's nothing worse than a wet sock. And it starts to stink within, what, a half hour? It starts to smell like eh. mildew on your foot? But, but, will eventually dry out, right? About that? And, and it's going to smell even worse when it dries out. Eh. Yeah, wet shoes, no good. Wet sock is, uh, yeah. We've all had that day in school, in elementary school, where you stepped in a puddle maybe you did it on purpose when the water bleeds into the sock from your shoe, you're like, Oh shit, what did I do? Cause then you got to walk around in that squishy feeling. Oh yeah. That's squishy. <laughs> it's horrible. Feeling. Yeah. That's not yeah it's not good at all. All right. What's next on the mailbag? Hillbilly Mike writes
2: in, uh, says, Hey, uh, Ben and Danny G I'm a huge Clemson fan. And because they're, Clemson guys, I hate to see Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence turn out to be mediocre. Big disappointments to me. What sports figures did you guys really have high hopes for only to turn out to be big letdowns uh, from Hillbilly Mike? Mm. oh, There have been many. Uh, There have been so many over the years, uh, players. Uh, and one of the reasons I hate the draft is because as a kid, I was told by Ralph Lawler, the Clipper play-by-play guy, that every guy the Clippers drafted the lottery was going to be an all-star for about 15 years. And they were all stiffs. Every one of them couldn't play. And so that really turned me off to the, pro basketball draft, but I had the same thing happen in the NFL, where there'd be a bunch of guys that were drafted high and everyone looks like an all pro and then they stink. But I, the, the free, uh, there's some big free agents. Uh, you probably agree with me on this as a Dodger fan. When Daryl Strawberry, we're old, but when Daryl Strawberry left the Mets had been a big star with the Mets and went to the Dodgers, mm-hmm. did we not think, my God, this is amazing. This is gonna, this guy's gonna be the, a great Dodger. And then he was snorting cocaine off a of hooker's ass within
3: like a couple of months.
4: Bunch of hookers and cocaine.
3: Uh, I will take your Daryl Strawberry and one up you with Todd Marinovich. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Todd. His dad famously, his father fed him nothing but superfoods. Todd had never even had a cheeseburger until he got to USC. And so he comes to the LA Raiders as their savior, their new franchise quarterback. And I'll never forget this, Ben. I was a little kid. I was there at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum for his debut NFL game, and a guy was holding up a big sign that said, "Todd, you are our future." <laughs> didn't uh, didn't work. Didn't quite work out that way.
1: Yeah. Speaking of
3: snorting cocaine, that was a that was a tough one. Well, you yeah. had- now Todd is a is a well known artist now. What about Jamarcus Russell? Did you buy into the hype for Jamarcus Russell? Another great eh, not really. To be honest with you, no, because he looked like a slug the moment he got on the field in Oakland.
2: Yeah. Like I didn't think Jared Goff would be very good when the Rams drafted him, and I was right. And then he had when McVay came in, he played pretty well, but then he went back to kind of stinking after after a yeah. while.
3: So. Uh we wanted jamarcus russell to be good because of all that money he got that was obviously before the rookie salaries changed Uh, so he was handed a boatload of money if you remember i mean i wanted him to be good but you could tell once he got into games and he threw interceptions left and right then he ran off the field with his head down like napoleon dynamite and every game he looked chunkier and chunkier he was sipping on that lean i'm on drugs right now man
2: yeah, you know, so Brady's eating avocado ice cream. He's got the therapeutic pajamas. He's got the uh, the protein bars and the uh, the water with electrolytes. And then your guys uh, got the purple drink. Uh, that's your guy. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ding dongs and uh, purple Kool Aid.
2: Uh, all right. What's next? Al from HR writes in. He says, "Any chance you gentlemen are looking for a side hustle to make a little cash? I hear there's an opportunity for you." To possibly pick up an extra shift or two, I can't imagine why the network is having a hard time keeping people around. Uh, and then he posted, I guess there's a job opening for if you want to be a, an engineer at Fox Sports Radio.
3: And he said, Oh, a, a part-time board, time board operator, sign me
2: up. Says interested in working at Fox Sports Radio? Question mark. We are currently hiring a part-time board operator for our live shows. There's a photo of Alex Teichert running the Jason Smith Mike Harmon show. He looks. He's standing up. He's got good posture. I
3: know. I've never seen tie-shirt stand like that at the controls.
2: Uh, he's normally sitting with his feet up on the table, but he's standing there looking all professional, like he's uh, he's listening uh, intently there, and there's TVs
3: on in the background. I, oh, and I, normally, he's holding this huge shake with 47 natural ingredients. As somebody planted, it looks like a
2: two-liter bottle of Sprite or Mountain Dew. Next to T-shirt which I don't think is his, and then I see in the background—I didn't notice this—is that I believe that's Jason Smith's producer walking through the door in the photo. <laughs> uh, oh, Frostberg, Frostberg with a mask. Yeah, he's got a mask. Oh on. yeah, oh yeah. He looks like he's about oh. to—he's a rob—he's gonna rob the place. Is what he looks like. <laughs> Frostberg just
3: celebrated his fifth year of COVID.
2: Yes, uh, Frostberg believes the mask is now a must, no matter what. Uh, no matter what. And also, he, he
3: was at home for four of the five years, which is, is, which is amazing. Yeah.
2: So, is he the last fully masked guy that we have at our place? Uh, which is fine.
3: No, no, he's not really. Who else is there? In the early mornings, Joel wears a mask, but it's weird because he doesn't wear it all the time, which makes me scratch my head a little bit.
2: Yeah, I don't need to. Go down that road. I've had many conversations with my wife. My, wife, my wife's like, oh, "I'll just let them wear a mask. Who cares?" I'm like, well, you know, "It doesn't work." You know, I go through that whole. Yeah. You know,
3: these like, are the same guys that drive in their car wearing the mask, and no one else is in the car. Oh, that drives me nuts, man! That drives I, me nuts. I can't. I cannot help but take photos,
2: and and my wife's like, "You shouldn't take photos of those people." I was like, they're driving with their
3: windows up, and they're wearing a mask. What are they? A- I mean, if it's that deadly, we're all doomed. Everybody knows the 405 freeway has given thousands of people COVID. (laughs) I know. Whatever. Anyway, uh, thank you for that, uh, Alf, the alien
2: opiner. Next one on the mailbag. We do a couple more. Get out of here. Mike in Fullerton says, Happy New Year, Ben and Danny G. 2023 was a banner year for the fifth hour. But I am confident that 2024 will be even better. Don't let me down, guys. Uh, is it? Okay? He says, "Is it okay for West Coasters to celebrate uh, the uh, the New Year's uh, uh, at 9 p.m. by watching an East Coast feed of the ball dropping in Times Square, or is that cheating?" No, that's a great West Coast advantage, I think. For if you want to not have to stay up till midnight and all that, you can do a little cheat. I'm okay with that. I I never used to be okay with that, but recently I'm like, yeah, sure, because my wife's been working the day shift so like we went out on new year i don't know if you you probably didn't because you got koa but we went out uh this club she likes to to, this ballroom dancing thing so we did that whatever happy wife happy life so uh, i went and all dressed up and all that but we new actual new year's eve uh yeah it was like nine o'clock i watched uh, the east coast thing and then that's uh, that's it you know she went to bed and I don't know. I was I was writing liners actually for Eddie. That's when I wrote the liners on New Year's. Yeah. Eve. How pathetic is my life? I'm <laughs> not writing liners. No.
3: You know, I remember my aunt checking in on the East Coast feed of yeah. like Dick Clark or whatever it was at the time. And she'd always say the same thing. She'd be like, Oh, the world didn't end. We're gonna have another year. Yeah. Well, I was my
2: brother, who's actually this is funny, he's flying back from uh, from Taipei and he was he was in Vietnam over New Year's, and um, so they're a day ahead, like seventeen hours ahead or something like that. So he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's already New Year's." And the trip back from Taipei, flying all the way back over the top of the of the United, of the of the planet to New York, and he said the trip, even though it's a seventeen-hour trip, it'll only be forty-five minutes later than when they left. Because of the time difference, how crazy is that? Like you spend a whole day in a plane. I've never done. Have you done international travel? I've not done. No, that. no. It's eight thousand miles from LA, but he lives in New York, so he's he's going to New York. All right, uh, next one, last one. Marcus from Bruceville, Eddie, Texas says, uh, "What's what are the two of you guys thoughts on X not giving?" Uh, uh, oh, the uh, he's talking about the Monty thing with Lamar. Uh, Jackson yeah I mean that's just internet bullshit you know Monty's job as a talk show host is to have opinions and she had a she had an original opinion and people
3: got all upset people get so anal about these these so stupid yeah there's been an inside joke and uh, I know Covino and Rich do this thing where they impersonate Colin uh, where he says stars attract stars (laughs) <laughs> and I like my quarterbacks to be quarterbackian. Oh uh, yeah. Really? Oh no. There's oh, a promo. Oh. There's a promo oh. that runs and runs a lot on our network. Now, most of the affiliates probably don't hear it because they're playing commercials right there. But in our studios, we hear this promo saying quarterbackian. Now what Cowert's referring to, as you know for years of him on the air he doesn't like quarterbacks to wear their hat backwards. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah,
3: and he, to to be, you know, like young and want to be hip or whatever. He's saying your quarterback is your CEO, the face of your company. Be a leader. Be professional. That's always been his take on quarterbacks. So in that promo, that's what he's talking about. So when, when she was on the air with Dan Byer, she was saying stars attract stars. And although her point, how she didn't believe he was a pocket passer and all that, that he was just a, a really, really good athlete playing that position. Now, obviously, people ran with it as, oh, code word, racist code word. Oh, stupid. I know. It's a,
2: it's a dog whistle. I love that. What yeah. is a dog whistle? No, it's a take, stupid. its It's a take. Uh, and, uh, and I, you know, so I've had a few of these things over the years, Danny, and these things happen. This is, I think, Monty's first test, or not first test, first taste of, of this kind of thing, right, doing, since you yeah. Fox Sports Radio. And so it's usually, the problem for Monsi is the timing on this, because the way these things work, normally in a normal sports news cycle, these things last a day. But this thing lasted a couple of days because it was over the holidays and there wasn't too much
3: going on. You know what I mean? It seemed like it yeah. Had- well, and then of course the bad timing was Lamar Jackson then lit it up and had a perfect passer rating.
2: Well, that and the Ravens like social media team pointed. I think they tweeted out quarterbacky.
3: They did as well as former Ravens, and then LeBron got in on it. Who me? Now what Monty needs to do. Is when Lamar goes out and rides the
2: vomit comet in the playoffs, which is inevitable. Um, she should tweet out, oh, "Hey, look, pretty quarterback, you lead to or whatever to me." You know, and just have uh, have fun with it. <laughs> <that. laughs>
3: so, yeah, now that's something definitely I could see you doing. Oh, I would absolutely, I would definitely do that. Yeah. So you don't think the Ravens are going to make it to the Super Bowl?
2: No, no, I don't. Lamar's been
3: a terrible playoff quarterback, and uh, but but wasn't a lot of that injuries, and then the oh, one. You know they had the layoff and they looked out of sync Lost to
2: the Tennessee Titans He's going to have another he's to have another layoff though he's, he's got to build I, I feel teams. like there's a better team around him this season no i thought the 2019 ravens were better than this team this team lost to the cleveland browns at home and i don't yeah. know if the browns are that i know the browns are a playoff team but i didn't think the browns are are that good well, well I've, i
3: mean i've always i've always said pretty nice things about lamar jackson i remember on outkick the coverage your very own Eddie Garcia ganged up on me along with Clay Travis because they said I was a prisoner of the moment with Lamar. Uh, he, that was when he had his MVP season. Clay made the uh, assumption that Lamar would never win a Super Bowl, and I argued with him about that. Uh, and Eddie said he's all flash and no substance. I, I don't know about that. He looks like a pretty good quarterback to me.
2: No, I, I, listen, I was wrong. I didn't think he would be good. Uh, he's He's... Played better than I thought he was going to play in the NFL, but uh, the the Super Bowl thing's always a great take that Clay had because most of these guys will never win a Super Bowl. Even if you're good, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Most of these guys will pass through the NFL and never win anything because they only give out. One I a
3: think year. I think what he said was he would never sniff a Super Bowl.
2: Oh well, I think he'll sniff a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he'll definitely. Do that, but it, it's one of these guys. Until I see him play well in the play Peyton Manning was a terrible
3: playoff quarterback. His brother was a better player. You, you buy into that? People say if you're a one man band, that doesn't work in the big game. You can't beat a team by yourself.
2: Well, the problem in the playoffs is you play better teams, and they, even though they don't like to talk about this part out loud, they they game plan a little differently in the playoffs, and Lamar. As good as he is, I mean, everyone's got weaknesses, right? Everyone's got kryptonite, and so far in the playoffs, teams have really been able to expose his kryptonite. Now, who the Ravens are going to play and all that, we don't know until what happens today. Uh, but you know, hey, we'll see. And I know if uh, he does not win, I will advise. When I run into Monty, I will let her know to uh, to have some fun. But that that was pretty
3: good viral one. That that was right up there. It gets you out there in the public eye.
2: Yeah, and then she's got – it's weird like with – and I don't obviously not speaking for women, but I've worked with women in the business over the years, and and it seems like they get a lot of love, but if they say an opinion that guys don't like, they get the extra level
3: of, oh, you're a woman, you know, that kind of crap that they – Oh, yeah, a lot of that in the comments. What what uh, football team did she start for in high oh, school yeah, or college? Yeah. Yeah, exactly,
2: that's yeah. uh, a douche. Mc, douche canoe checks in. Yeah, for that one uh, from his cave, the Neanderthal. All right, we'll get out on that. Uh, thank you, uh, Marcus, and everyone else. If we didn't get your email. I was really impressed. I, I was concerned because I did not did not promote the email, but Mike and uh, Steve and all you other guys. Well. Send another email for next week. If you want to write it in, uh, realfifthhour at gmail.com, realfifthhour at gmail.com. Enjoy the football today, Danny. I will be at the Chiefs-Chargers game because my buddy works for the Chiefs, and I want to meet. I want to see him. I've met him before. I want to see him again. And then I'll be back on the radio tonight. You'll be back tomorrow? Yes, I assume. Is that right?
3: Yes, sir. Monday afternoon with Covino and Rich from 2 to 4 p.m. on the west side, and that is 5 to 7 p.m. in Newark, New Jersey.
2: Beautiful Newark, New Jersey, where it smells like chemicals. Uh, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you next time.
3: Later, skater. Got a murder, got to go.